0: Welcome to It's a Musical Podcast. The podcast show where I force my fiance to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them.
1: I am the fiance. And I'm Drew. And I'll never grow up. Never mm. grow up. Mm. Never grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not me.
0: I'm not correcting you cuz I prefer not
1: me. In not the words. I. Yeah. Well, there we <laughs> go, John. <laughs> we are back. Yeah. We are returning to Neverland mm-hmm. for the end of Jan Yep. As we watch your preferred Peter Pan. Yes. I mean, of the options. But before we get on to uh, this Peter Pan, I actually have to wrap up the bow on Disney because slap on the wrists for me, I forgot some feedback. Oh dear. I am very sorry uh, to the following people for not including your feedback. That's never happened before. So I am very sorry. Joseph Smith. You know, long-time listener, so I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. This was my favourite Disney movie when I was under 10. There was a couple of years I would watch it almost every day. Once I got older, it fell by the wayside once Little Mermaid and Bedknobs and Broomsticks came into the fold. Three years ago, I watched it for the first time in almost 30 years, and I found it to be a fun nostalgia, but mostly irritating experience. I didn't care about anyone but the crocodile. I might still re-watch it someday again, but there will be parts I'll be fast-forwarding through for sure. I do think that kind of sums up our experience of the uh, Peter Pan Disney. We also have Katie Azriella mm-hmm. who says, I've loved Peter Pan for years. It's one of my favourite classic Disney movies and I love the book. It does have some moments that are questionable when you look back at them. But I think that it holds up as a decent movie and musical after so many years. So sorry mm-hmm. to both of you for forgetting your feedback last week. It's safe to say neither of us had a good time in Neverland last week. No. So why have you chosen to cleanse the palate with Kathy Rigby as Peter Pan?
0: So this is the the musical version of Peter Pan that I grew up watching. I had it on VHS and it came out in 2000. Yes. So I had the VHS of this. We watched it on repeat until the VHS broke. And
1: Then you bought it again.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and then after that, you know, it was on TV sometimes. They showed it a lot around Christmas. It's just, it's a nice one. And it has much better songs than the Disney one. And I, I think I just really like Kathy Rigby as Peter Pan. I you, like her version.
1: You said that she feels like the definitive Peter Pan for you.
0: Yes. And I'm sure people are going to shout at me because Mary Martin is great as Peter Pan. but
1: Who's I, Mary Martin? So
0: Mary Martin is is like the original <laughs> Peter Pan in the musical. Okay. And she was in the Broadway production. She got a Tony Award for it. Like that's the whole... Of
1: this musical. Yes. Cool.
0: But the version that I enjoy is Kathy Rigby. Mostly because Kathy Rigby is an award-winning Olympian gymnast. Yeah. And I think having somebody who is willing to just tumble all over the stage as Peter Pan
1: works really, really well. It, It kind of gives you that childlike wonder. Like, you feel like you are watching a child.
0: Yeah. And because realistically, if you as a person could fly, you would never be afraid of falling. Yeah. So, of course, he's walking around on his hands all the time and doing tumbles and flips and stuff because he won't get hurt if he falls. He'll just catch himself. Yeah. You know? And if he does get hurt, he doesn't care. So... I just think it lends itself really, really well to this. She was the highest-scoring American gymnast at the 68 Olympics and the first-ever female celebrity to do uh, television endorsement for period
1: products. Cool. Yeah. So it's quite an... I mean, it's a fun little transition, isn't it, you know, in terms of sport to actor?
0: Yeah, well, so... She had actually retired from gymnastics at the age of 20 because,
1: yeah, that very short like profession,
0: yes. And so she was, she said she was scared to death, she didn't know what she was going to do. She was a year into retirement at this point in 1974, and the producers of this Peter Pan were doing a theater in the round version nice. of it, and they offered her the title role and she said she was terrified but that she really enjoyed playing peter pan
1: so she'd been doing it since 1974 Mm -hmm. so by the time she came to doing this proper seasoned priority it's almost like riding a bike yeah so this is one of the reasons we had a slight technical delay with this episode is because we were waiting for a VHS player, we found your old VHS. Mm-hmm. The one we had that we dug out, great, did not work. No. <laughs> so we had to try and track one down when it finally arrived. Luckily, it worked. The VHS worked. It didn't have that awful bit where it got chewed up.
0: I can't believe the VHS worked.
1: No, me either. I, I thought I'd like, killed it. Honestly, it was it was fantastic. You know, it was a huge gamble with this one.
0: Mm-hmm. So she has played Peter Pan a whole bunch of times so obviously in 1974 then she came back in 1990 on broadway and then onto the tour yeah she was nominated for a tony award for it she then played it again on tour from 1998 till 1999 then in 2000 to
1: 2003 she did
0: seussical nice yeah and then In 2004 she went back to being Peter Pan and said that this was going to be the last time she ever did it but she returned again in 2008 and 2009 and then she said that she was leaving the role of Peter Pan for good because in 2011 she did a final run. At the age of 60. I was going
1: to say, like, she's she started this in her 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, really, never growing up as Peter Pan is great, but there's going to be, like, it gets to the point where your body can't hold up and do this anymore.
0: However, she looks amazing.
1: Yeah. She said she was leaving the role of Peter
0: Pan when the tour concluded in April of 2013, and she said... She's not saying goodbye because saying goodbye means forgetting and she's not forgetting. She's just going to find another adventure.
1: Brilliant. Very Peter Pan.
0: Yeah. And then in 2015, she came back as Feast Pan and did a 15 day run at in Vancouver. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's ever going to. So sure
1: start. enough, if this ever comes to the UK again or, you know, tours America in a post COVID world, you know, for a fact, mm-hmm. Kathy Rigby will be involved.
0: Yeah. She also is a huge spokesperson for uh, mental health awareness and specifically eating disorder awareness yeah. because she suffered from bulimia and she talks a lot about how uh, that shouldn't be associated with any sport, but that she was Especially people, with
1: gymnastics, yeah.
0: Yeah, to be more aware of it. She's a cool dude.
1: I'm excited, I think we we've watched this one previously where i had christopher walken mm-hmm. and i wasn't that impressed with it and you have said that wasn't the better version of it because that was peter Pan live wasn't it yeah the same way I did hairspray and you really talked this one up to me mm-hmm. so i am more excited than last week because you know you were like drudging your feet and being like I don't want to watch this one.
0: And it's <laughs> hard to get
1: excited when I when you don't want to watch it. You know, here's you introducing me mm-hmm. and guiding me. If you're not excited, I'm not excited. Yeah, but you've sorry. been really the fact that we've gone to such extremes to watch this one and you've not given up on it. It's been like, we'll call an Audible and we'll watch something else mm-hmm. has hyped me for this one because you've made it feel like it's worth watching. Yeah. So we're going to do something a little different with this one before we actually start talking about it. I'm going to share the uh, Twitter and Instagram feedback just because I'm intrigued to see what they think before I, you know, kind of get exposed to this one. And we are unfortunately going to forego comments simply because time has passed. I can't find them now.
0: I'm sorry. Or
1: voice notes have kind of run out on me. So apologies. On Twitter, 27% of people saying they've never seen it. 33% of people saying it's okay. With a majority, 40% saying yes, flying with joy. No one said they weren't a fan of this one, Mm. which is good. And then on Instagram, 45% of people saying they've never seen it. And 45% of people saying yes, flying with joy. 5% each saying it's okay. And 5% no, not a fan. Mm. So this one does have a huge majority. I know that Elena did send a a huge amount of voice notes, which I can't remember. And I'm so sorry, Elena, because she put so much effort into it. But she did say she was hyped for this one. And if Elena likes a musical, and if you like a musical, (laughs) I feel like I'm in safe hands with Mm -hmm. the pair of you. You know, if both of you are like, nope, not interested in this one, we're going to have a bad episode, I think. Yeah. So shall we... I can't remember if it's the second star to the left or the right, but shall we head
0: You always get it wrong. I don't understand.
1: <laughs> Dyspraxia, you know, like left and right to muddle me.
0: I know, but it's not like you're actually telling your left and right. It's literally a quote.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I think it's um, second star to the left and straight on till morning.
0: Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Second star to the right and straight on till morning. Yes. One day I will get it right. It's why I never end up in Neverland. I end up in like uh, Zeverland or something Mm -hmm. or Wonderland, like the two pathways. So
0: we actually, when we watched this, restarted it a bunch of times.
1: So we had the opening line of
0: this about a million times over and over again.
1: Yeah, because the first time we watched it, we kind of, something cropped up, so we had to rewind it, because I was like, let's watch it from the start, and then the second time a phone call happened, I was like, do you know what, we'll start it again.
0: The stars are beautiful, this
1: yes, how this one opens, we do have with a, a, a little
0: bit of a voiceover from Wendy.
1: Yeah, we have a really fun overture that leads up to this, and I like there's this safety curtain that has London on it, and stars are beautiful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, just like Javert would say. Mm. But I really love the transition into the playroom of this one. You have the stars are beautiful and you have um, that brilliant thing where a light shines through the safety curtain and you see everything before it comes up. Yeah. And everyone's just playing. Mm-hmm. Very similar to the Disney. We're straight into the, the children's playroom. Mr and Mrs Darling are kind of hurrying about the space. And we do have Nana. Yep. Who is a person in a dog costume. Yep. Which is brilliant. I want to play Nana mm-hmm. again. But I really like that. It doesn't look stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying person crawling on all fours in a dog costume, and it didn't look bad. Yeah. I I, I like it. I would do that.
0: Yeah, me too. Do
1: they also play the crocodile who does the exact same thing?
0: I have no idea. That's a good question. It feels like
1: they should. Like, because obviously Nana's not in it. There's enough time to get into a crocodile costume and then back into the Nana costume.
0: Nobody is credited as As. being Nana. So I would assume it's an ensemble member who does multiple. Yeah,
1: I'm going to assume they do both. But, you know, I really liked that in this version we see Mrs. Darling playing with the kids. Instead of just Nana looking after them.
0: On IMDb, Nana is played by Thomas Buck Mason. Yes. Who also plays the crocodile. And Bill
1: Jukes. Who's Bill Jukes? One of the pirates. Okay. That's a quick costume change. Mm Mm-hmm well, congratulations, there's my MVP. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. I can't seriously say they're my MVP. Um, and we'll get into that at the end. But they, they I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to see Mrs. Darling playing with the kids in this version, as opposed to just like a mum who's sitting getting ready to look presentable for a night out. Yeah. It feels like she's taken on far more of the Wendy role from the Disney film where she tells the kids the stories and she encourages them to be creative, as opposed to being like a distant parent figure. Mm-hmm. And we learn why they're going out to dinner, that it's got like real stakes to it, because like trying to If improve. we don't go
0: to dinner, then I can never show my face in the office again. And if I never show my face in the office again, then our children should be thrown out into the streets
1: and we'll uh, all starve. we'll be destitute. <laughs> yeah. I also like the plain words, this dinner has stakes, uh-huh. because, you know, two different meanings. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a clever sentence. Yes. We, I, I really like the family dynamic here. You do get far more of it here. You talk about how um, Mrs Darling is saying, you know, like, you were born at 2am and then Michael's like, oh, mother, I hope I didn't wake you. Which is so funny. It's so such cute. a cute line. Mm-hmm. And I never got bored of it all three times we kind of watched it. Mm-hmm. And Mr Darling also seems a lot more kinder. You know, even if he does think having Nana is a mistake, he does feel, he feels far more like he is a father, but he's also, you know, the, the man of the house in this time period. He's
0: very much the warrior of the two of them. Like, he's thinking about how everything they do is going to affect his children's futures. Or is yes. Mrs Darling's like, okay, but just let them enjoy being children at this point.
1: That's it. And both parents felt too distant for me in the last one. Like, mm-hmm. why do they really want to go back when you could be in there? I mean, admittedly, the Disney Neverland isn't as spectacular Mm-hmm. But why would they want to go home to their parents? The parents didn't feel like they were making it much of a house. Yeah, here you could understand missing this environment. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Nana gets exiled, and the children go to bed. And it's Missus Darling who saw her face this time.
0: Yes, Missus Darling saw a boy at the window, and Nana was with her. Nana jumped up and pulled the shutter down, and
1: severed the cut, shadow. Shadow. Shadow.
0: And cut off Peter's shadow.
1: Yes, which is now in the drawer.
0: Yeah, and when Mrs. Darling sort of shakes it out, Mr. Darling says, "Well, I don't think it's anyone we know." <laughs> I love that. Like he's funny, and that's that's a is good it. thing. This, this... Like we, he needs to be charming because otherwise, he's just mean.
1: This is it, and we also learn that her name is Sylvia.
0: Yeah, which is a choice, and um, because obviously Sylvia Llewellyn Davies is a real person who. Uh, is the mother of the boys that the Peter Pan story was based on when J.M. Barrie was writing it. He was uh, friends with Sylvia Llewellyn-Davies, potentially more. The movie and the stage show love to make out of Finding Neverland, that it was more. We don't really know. But he was left as one of the children's guardians when she died. So naming Mrs. Darling after her is both nice and a little bitter. Yeah. Ish. Sweet and sour. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really like the bit. So just to go back to where Nana's getting exiled and banished, I love the fact that he has to kind of coax her out by calling her pretty. Oh, you're such a pretty dog, Nana. And she comes out all like, oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we establish that she's also got a danger bark and an angry bark.
0: And a sad bark. Yeah.
1: And, a, yeah. and you know, they're all saying, oh, it's not her... her angry bark it's her danger bark she can sense something and mr Mm -hmm. darling's like nope none of this we're off and she's going to go sit outside and be an outdoors dog Mm -hmm. they go into tender shepherd and they count sheep instead of blessings yeah you know for this version yeah and it's an okay song i mean it's very brief but it's kind of the nice lullaby sequence that you you would want it to be but it's nothing special
0: yeah it sets us up just so that To get the mum out of the room, also this is a musical, now we're
1: leaving. Yeah, because it's the first song. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not actually the best song to start with. It would have been nice to have a far more like joyous opening number. There used
0: to be another song here in the original Mary Martin version. Um, There was a song called 123, which is the kids playing, leaving Michael out, and Mrs Darling coming in and joining in and making Michael join in.
1: That would have been good.
0: Yeah, it kind of is a waste of time, though. This beginning section is
1: a long time. Oh, it is. And we do want to get into the Peter Pan exploits, but I just Mm -hmm. feel like a nice childlike playing number to establish the darlings would have been fun. Yeah. So uh, Sylvia leaves, and then we have a nice little light appear, and it's Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. And I really love the way Tinkerbell works here. We don't have a person. Nope. It's just a light, but it interacts with the set in different ways. So, like, it goes... The light goes into a house and lights up. The house
0: lights up and she goes into a jar and the jar lights up. Yep.
1: And opens the drawers. I think that's really fun. Mm -hmm. You know, as a kid, you'd be watching like, this is magic. It's like Elsa doing all the ice stuff and changing the dress. You're like, this is magic. There's no other explanation to this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we get a brilliant entrance from Peter.
0: Yes. So the windows of the nursery open outwards? Inwards. Outwards. They open out towards Peter. Yes. As if by magic or Tinkerbell. And he flies in through the window and lands to look for his shadow.
1: But there's also like glitter as he comes, yeah, you know, fairy the, dust. Fairy dust. It's really fun. And it, the height of it is again spectacular. Like mm-hmm. Peter can fly. Mm-hmm. If you're a child watching this, oh wow,
0: it's Peter Pan, you know, and And considering we're watching this on VHS and it was filmed uh in nineteen ninety-eight but released in two thousand. Yeah. You can't see the wires. No,
1: it really it is just magic. Peter it's very, yeah,
0: very much stage magic.
1: Yeah, Kathy and Rigby it, looks great.
0: Yeah, and at this point, we're not working on automated flying rigs. It's the ones where people are backstage, literally jumping off of steps, holding ropes to pull Kathy mm, Rigby around amazing. in the sky.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It, it does look spectacular. And she is effortless in this role, mm-hmm. you know, because at no point do you feel this cringe of this adult... Doing this is very much like Blood Brothers, where you just commit to the idea, like, oh, she is a child.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about the accent?
1: Go for it. Talk about the accent.
0: So, Kathy Rigby is doing her best sort of English accent, but then you get bits of it where it lapses, sounding well, American, but because she's doing the English accent and she's trying to do like a Queen's English. And then it sort of lilts into American. It makes it sound a little bit common.
1: but I really like that. Yeah. And it sounds
0: like he learned to talk from people with loads of different accents, which he probably did. That's exactly
1: it. It feels very much like he's picked up like a range of different dialects from listening to people's stories. But also uh, Lost Neverland, Boys Lost from Boys, Hook
0: and Tinkerbell, yeah. who we learn is a very common fairy.
1: Yeah, and I think it really works. I And it just makes her come across a lot more childlike. Mm-hmm. So I think solid performance here, especially from somebody who, yes, at this point she's been doing it for 24 years, mm. but she's been doing it 24 years because presumably she was that good when she originated the role. Well, not originated, but... Definitely. I like watching uh, her try and stick the shadow. I love that we've just got like Soap. a mm-hmm. yeah, generic bit of fabric and uh then wendy shows up and he bows and yes and
0: we get boy why are you
1: crying which
0: is not in the film everything you kind of
1: criticized last week we have i'm watching this going oh okay cool we've got this bit you know we have the kiss and we have the the acorn all of that exchange Mm -hmm. i'm like okay this is better and instantly so all this stuff that you told me existed i couldn't visualize a week ago two weeks ago whenever but now i can and it Definitely makes it better.
0: He's a much more likeable character. Yes, he's still a moody little kid.
1: But, you know, that's...
0: Yeah, and he's a gentleman. Yeah. He's been taught how to be a gentleman. He says to Wendy that um, girls are worth more than 20 boys. Yes, And that uh, it's very helpful when she throws his shadow back on. And we get the joke of... um, Oh, the cleverness of me! Yeah, which I always love. I think it's great, and his whole—we go into "I've got to crow," yeah, which but, I
1: think is a really fun song. But we do have the great bit as well. So it's like, "What is so not you're dreadfully ignorant?" Because this Wendy doesn't know who Peter Pan is. No. But we also have, as he sat down, there's like squeaks and whimpers as she starts. She's sewing song. it to him. But yeah. that's the thing—is like actually feels like. He, you're watching this little boy Mm -hmm. so then you do have this nice triumphant moment you know the shadow effect
0: well he says to her before she starts sewing she says it'll hurt and he goes i never cry even though he's literally just been crying and that's how they've met and it's just great
1: i've got to crow is brilliant Mm choreography is great um the physicality is even better
0: Of him, like, rolling around on the floor, walking on his hands, jumping down off the bed, like, all of that stuff and interacting with the stuff in the room. There's a little toy train that he slides around on. That's it. And this is the whole thing, is that Peter, as a character, is very conceited, right? He thinks he is the cleverest boy in the world. And that's fine. He's not.
1: No. But... It's the folly of youth.
0: Yeah, and so he sings the whole song, and then Wendy's like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess I didn't do anything. And he's like, oh, no, no, you know, one girl is worth more than 20 boys. And she's like, all right, okay, cool. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> uh,
1: after the song, we, we kind of learn Peter's origin story, you know, mm-hmm. just like Lotso from Toy Story 3. Yeah. He ran away what, the day he was born because he heard mother and father talking about... What he should be when, when he, he grew up. up. But then when he did come back... When he finally felt ready to, he saw that they'd replaced him. There was another little boy in his bed and the window was closed. So he's like, off I go then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We also learn that all of the fairies are dead in Neverland except for Tinkerbell. No. That's what he says. Though. There
0: are much fewer fairies now oh. because children know ever so much now.
1: Oh, I thought he was saying that basically Tink is the sole survivor.
0: No. Because Tink is, well, Tink is Peter's fairy, but yes. he says that she can't be his fairy because she is a lady and he's a gentleman. Yes. Which is very cute. I don't know where he learned this stuff from. I'm assuming Hook.
1: Probably from Hook before, like... Because
0: Hook has very genteel
1: manners. Before whatever happened between them happened, yeah, I could imagine Hook being like a father figure.
0: Well, in this version, we learn... Similar to the Disney one, actually, that it's all just a game between the Natives and the Lost Boys and the Pirates. It used to all just be a game
1: yeah.
0: where, you know, when they catch each other, they just let each other go and it's fine. Peter took it too far with the Pirates and he cut Hook's hand off.
1: Now Hook is...
0: And now that's it.
1: Yeah. Like, it's not
0: a game anymore. But presumably he thought it would just grow back. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he, you know?
1: Yeah, because he doesn't know any better.
0: No. But yeah, he took it too far, so now, obviously, Hook's going to kill him.
1: (laughs) I do also really like the interactions between, like, you know, Peter and Tink when Tink is just making the noise and Peter's translating, you know, she's a common girl. You silly
0: ass, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny. We get Neverland, and this song certainly makes... Neverland feel far more Mm romanticised than last week. It does feel far more, like, special and spectacular.
0: And it's another one of... So, like we talked about last time, the version of Neverland that we get is designed around what Wendy wants. But here it's specifically Wendy because... She's the first one to close her eyes and picture Neverland. This is it, and
1: he describes, and she can see it. Mm -hmm. And I like that he's like Peter Parkour as he's telling Wendy about the Lost Boys. Like He's just jumping about the place. Mm -hmm. Again, very childlike, distracted by this world. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no stopping. He says um, there are no Lost Girls because girls are too clever to fall out their carriages. Correct. So again, you know, we see his idea, which is far, far more forgotten in the disney version that he has this idea that girls are far more important and worth more than the boys there's a real respect which we didn't have
0: yeah because i know we haven't watched it yet but peter pan 2 the disney one yeah they have this whole thing of like the reason why there's no lost girls is because girls can't do the things the boys can do and it's like peter would never
1: yeah as if right and it That one does feel like a character assassination Mm -hmm. as opposed to this. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing as well. And I just want to kind of touch on something else I meant to talk about is Elena told me about the really tragic history of Bobby Driscoll, who played Peter Pan, who was the inspiration for Peter Pan at Disney Mm -hmm. and how tragic the end of his life was. So the fact that, Chippendale made Peter Pan this, this version of the character, it feels really disrespectful to this person's
0: But that had been memory. around for a lot longer than that Chippendale movie.
1: I know. Because people make jokes about all that all the time. And, but coming from Disney, you'd have thought any other character, yeah, you know, then, you know, showing this down and out person who struggled with life post child stardom. hmm. I you know, like that character assassination, it, it's almost like Disney should never have touched Peter Pan. There's no respect for the character. I don't think they should have, but Walt Disney wanted to, so. Yeah, but it really is. And this this version, there is a far more respect to what Peter means to people, mm-hmm. I think, you know. Yeah. I like how <laughs> Tinkerbell attacks Wendy when she goes to kiss Peter and she pulls her hair, and again.
0: Yes, but we get the version of it again where it's... Instead of Wendy just trying to plant one on Peter, yeah. we get the whole thimble yeah. thing where he puts his hand out to her and she says she'll give him a kiss. And he, he puts his hand out and she gives him the thimble that she used for sewing. And he's like, oh, all right, cool. Puts it away and he's like, oh, I suppose I should give you one now. And then so she he lives. gives her an acorn. But
1: she again thinks she's going to get a kiss.
0: Yeah, and he like bumps it against her lips because he's like,
1: you what are you doing? what are you doing? Great. I really like it. And we we also hear that Cinderella exists because Pan because Peter really liked that version of the story. It feels weird just saying Pan. I feel like I'm hooked whenever I do that. And it doesn't feel right. <laughs> he mostly well calls him boy in this version. I know. But there's also like Pan, you know. Like, yeah. A uh, very Star Trek of Khan as well there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I like how a chambermaid shows up and allows Nana in.
0: Yeah. So that's Tiger Willie.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's
0: the same actress that plays both of them.
1: With, with the weirdest...
0: With the worst accent ever, accent. and it's amazing.
1: Yeah. It's it's just so funny, that scene. It's Eliza pre-Henry uh, Iggins.
0: Hilariously, her name is Liza.
1: Really? Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, we have Dana Solomando, who is playing Liza, the housemaid, and also Tiger Lily. She is, so far as I could ascertain, not Native American. However, she is a huge theatre person. She actually ended up choreographing a chorus line and a whole bunch of other things. She's a very, very talented dancer. And the reason why she is in this...
1: Is because she's talented.
0: Is because she's a very talented dancer. And
1: Tiger Lily is
0: almost entirely
1: silent. And we'll talk about that when we get there because it still isn't perfect. But it's a heck of a lot better.
0: It's a lot better than the disney animated version it's not not, still not great
1: yeah it's still not great we get the i'm flying song and the way they fly is very very cool Mm -hmm. i like the bit where all the you know kids try to fly but they fall flat on their face and again we have uh john trying to do his front crawl, the exact same one he does in the uh disney version is that written in the book as the way he he flies or is it just like it's happened and it's enduring from
0: it's more that it's enduring from the play than anything, because the way that the kids try to fly compared to how Peter flies, Peter flies without effort, so he's supposed to look graceful. it just happens because he yeah. believes that he can exactly Wendy moves her arms like the Wendy yes, bird. she flaps, and John and Michael are struggling yes they are john is too logical yes so which is why i like his swim is why he has to swim to do it because that's the only logical connection he can make in his brain and michael basically just kicks (laughs) like
1: i've got the note here and it's going to be important later mm -hmm. does michael not know he's english
0: we don't only
1: little No, no little or not i'm sorry this is an issue with the script Oh, is it because he says candy? Yeah, he says candy. We don't have candy. candy. It's not what we have in England. And and he would not have been taught it as candy. He'd have been taught it as sweets.
0: Drake English is the boy that is playing Michael yeah. Darling, ironically. And he's only little. Oh, it's he's not a, a little baby. not a fault with
1: him. Not a fault with him as a performer, because he's great. It's a fault with the script. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing. there's nothing worse for me than something that is supposed to be set in England where you have americanized language Mm -hmm. i'm aware it exists and i've got no issue with that you know if we're watching an american production if they want to say pants instead of trousers that's fine but when it's important contextually this is set in england in like early 1900s england Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he should be using the right words you know it's a it's a nitpick for me but it you know It is what it is. That's how I feel. They all start flying and the transition into the whole flying sequence is great as the set just comes away and it's an empty stage.
0: With the star background and then they pump smoke into the bottom of it.
1: Now we have a weird transition here on the VHS and I'm sure this is more editing and camera work than it is anything else. It is, yeah. Because we have a blank stage, the curtain comes down, curtain comes straight back up and we're now... Uh, in neverland and we have the neverland stage
0: yeah so this version of the show has three acts so we have act one the nursery act two is neverland and act three is the jolly roger yeah and so there would have been a short intermission
1: between these however there are other set changes the way this works as well where people come on and do stuff in front of the curtain. but, but that, Yeah, exactly. So there's some other moments like this, because obviously Jolly Roger into the nursery again, mm-hmm. we're going to have a slight transition. So I'm sure something, it's almost like something's omitted from this. Yeah. That there's going to be something in between that transition. So I don't know what would have happened if you're in the theatre. if it is, It's cause an it's, intermission. So yeah, this probably is the intermission, but with other things.
0: Because there's two.
1: There's yeah. two
0: short intermissions. This is one of them.
1: So, uh, Tiger Lily comes on with drums, and the drumming, again, does sound stereotypical.
0: It's very stereotypical.
1: You know, uh, but the dancing is spectacular. The Lost Boys attack, and then they run away from the pirates, and we get the pirate song. Mm -hmm. And we learn in this version, they kill little boys. Now, is that, again, a carryover from their days of, you know, basically tag, we'll catch you... You know, whoever catches who wins. And they're just going around like, we kill little boys because they're playing the characters of Pirates.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: So it's not like a very genuine... Because I thought, oh, that's quite scary. Mm-hmm. Like, Hook's in, in, in obviously wants to kill Peter, but there's nothing about, a, you know, killing little boys in the Disney version.
0: No, and that's the thing. Like, we even see in this version, once he actually captures the boys, he's like, we'll make you all walk the plank. And then he just sort of keeps them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just... Obviously, this version of Hook mm-hmm. is also... Mr. Darling.
0: Yes, and so we have in this version Paul Scheffler playing Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. He is brilliant. Brilliant. He's probably best known for being the voice of pretty much everyone in Courage the Cowardly Dog.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Mm -hmm. He's like everyone except Courage. It's
1: been (laughs) years since I've thought of Courage the Cowardly Dog.
0: Yeah, but yeah, he is... A fantastic musical performer. He has previously been at Javert in Les Mis.
1: Also obsessed with stars.
0: Mm-hmm. He originated the role of Hertz in Rock of Ages. Cool. Yep. And he was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the musical, and The Man of La Mancha as Don Quixote. Nice. Like, he is a great performer.
1: And you can see, like, he's very good here, and his dynamic with everyone else he's on stage with is brilliant.
0: My favourite dynamic... For Hook is
1: with this version of Smee. Yeah, it's great. Who is so weird. I think it's one of the few things. I do prefer the Disney version of Smee a little bit. It because be, he's nice. It, and that, that's the thing. is, It might be the one thing I'll say Disney. And it might not be like true to Smee as a character. But one thing I really like, I, I do like that he, he's named his knife Johnny Corkscrew
0: yeah because it's a curly knife yeah.
1: yeah and he does come across funny but he also at times i don't know I, I can't get a handle on him as a character sometimes he feels genuine sometimes he feels
0: well he he does this repeat thing yeah where somebody will say something so there's a bit with mrs darling where she says chocolate and he goes chocolate and she looks at him and she's like what He's chocolate. And she's like, yes, chocolate. But she, he does the same thing with Hook as yeah. well. And it's just weird. But like, it works I'm sure with it's Hook. comedic. Yeah.
1: yeah. I really like the way he says it's a compliment that the croc stalks Hook. He's like, you're that tasty, he wants more of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this whole sequence has like a lot of exposition. One of the things I'd like, never considered, and this is actually quite scary, is that they say someday that clock will run out. And that's actually quite terrifying. Like it, for hook, you have this dread because you know that someday, right now you can the watch away. will
0: run down because it's a it's a wound clock. Yeah,
1: and right now it's great. You can hear it. You hate that noise and you're scared of it. But one day you're so used to hearing it, one day it won't, and it, the crock will get yeah. you. That's scary. Like literally. The clock is counting down.
0: Yeah, and Hook's like, "Yeah, great, thanks me for bringing that up.
1: That's Love that. Brilliant. I do. I, and they accidentally find Pan's hideout. They pick up like the chimney and they're sitting on it. It's all hot.
0: They, yeah, they discover it by accident because it is a uh, chimney made to look like a mushroom. Yes, and he sits on it. Odds, bods, hammer and tongs. I'm burning.
1: But I do prefer that. I don't like that. You know, and actually, Tinkerbell really gets very little in this version. Mm-hmm. But I prefer it then... To her... You know, we don't have... The, I don't actually think we have the time in this... No. ...for Tink to betray. So I actually quite like that we just... He stumbles across it, and instead of doing something then, we get the cunning side of of him. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't make sense why he then takes Tiger Lily later on, because it's not like they need her for the plan. But I do like that we're just straight in. Uh, we get Hook's Tango... And the crew come back on. They all have instruments now.
0: Yeah, he. they're talking about what they're going to do. And they summon the crew back. And Smee, he says, I've got a plan. And Smee's like, what tempo, Captain? And he's like, a tango. And then we have it a couple more times as yeah. we go through because he has the tarantella and the waltz. And it's
1: great. It's great choreography. <laughs> we ha- learn that the cake is a lie. Is, it, you know, that's their plan. They've been playing some Portal on the Jolly Roger and it's a
0: poisoned
1: cake. They're going to use a poisoned cake. Cool. And more on that in a, in, in, in a bit. And then, you know, at the end of the song, the croc comes on, chases them. It's just, you got the dry ice and the fog and a croc just crawling on all fours. And it's, I think he's on like a skateboard. It's so funny, but I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Like it actually is quite scary having, having this man sized croc come after you. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then the Lost Boys come back on and they discuss their mothers and names. Slightly soiled. Slightly soiled, mm-hmm. yep. And, you know, again, that makes sense. The Lost Boys get far more, like, names and personality here, which I'm I'm here for, yep. as opposed to just... We do
0: actually have two Lost Girls because Two Tools is a female performer and Twin One is a female performer.
1: Yes, but like Kathy Rigby.
0: We're pretending to be
1: boys. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Lily comes back and they all scare off the boys and we get Tiger Lily's ballet. Which was originally just called Indians. Yeah, I mean, it's a zero out of five song for me because, again, there's a lot of stereotypical stuff.
0: Well, it's not really a song either.
1: But, you know, the the noise as well, like, it's just...
0: It's one of those things where, like, okay, we know that there is no good way to do this in Peter Pan. And you either ignore the natives entirely Mm. or you come up with something new. And nobody seems to ever want to do that. And that's
1: the thing is they're very much using sound effects like of the drums and everything like that. That has very much been... Uh...
0: I guarantee you, I haven't seen the new Avatar yet, right?
1: I want to though.
0: I want to, but I guarantee you it's exactly the same type of music that is used for when the Na'vi are like celebrating. The thing is... Because it, it always it is. It is a
1: huge criticism of the first one in the fact it's basically... Dances with Wolves. Yeah, Dancers with Mortal Wolves. Last the Mohicans. Proc-Huntus. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Smurfs. Whatever. But <laughs> Smurfs It is Smurfs. There's a great South Park parody just before it came out called Dancing with Smurfs, mm-hmm. and you know, I I think it looks really good, and it's I, right now it's made over two billion, and it's go, it's going to overtake Avatar and and become the highest grossing. I didn't think it would. I genuinely didn't think it would because people like. As a pop culture thing, the fact it's the highest grossing film of all time, other than the Disneyland, nothing had been done with the license. So... My point is... Anyway, yes. They always have this sound effect that... People don't know what else to do, which is so bad. Just
0: go and ask some Native Americans. Like, get a consultant in. It's not difficult. And that's
1: it. And just to go to the same, like, drum beat Mm -hmm. is just a little, like, tired and stereotypical you know and and again this might be me being very short-sighted but do we only think of that because that's what the media has made us think Mm -hmm. is that a very genuine thing or is that literally just we think it happens but that's the white view of what it is yeah and again i've got no proof to back that up but it could be Mm. but it is she is a phenomenal phenomenal dancer and there's some really nice interactions like the the way the men lift and move her around it's brilliant like mute this you've got a really beautiful sequence
0: it's a wonderful dance sequence and it's very ballet
1: and it's much better than having what makes
0: yes from the disney you know
1: Uh, there's a brawl between uh the Lost Boys and, well, basically between everyone here. Mm-hmm. And then we suddenly hear Wendy Bird and Tink tells them to shoot the Wendy Bird. And Tootles shoots Wendy dead. Yep, straight in the heart. And everyone's like mourning. And, she, you know, we do see... that. Yeah,
0: Slightly's like, that's not a bird. That's a lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay.
1: And Pete is all like angry and shouting at them all. And, you know, Tootles owns up. And says, but this is what happens." Strike Peter, strike true, which is always
0: one of, again, one of my favourite things that is in this. Peter is going to kill Tootles for killing Wendy. Yeah. And the only reason he doesn't is because Wendy stops him.
1: Yeah, because Wendy was saved by the kiss. Mm-hmm. And Tink gets banished and then they plan to build a Wendy house. For a whole week. But that's really brilliant. You know, like, "Bedumch Wendy house. Yeah. I love that.
0: You know, this is where the name Wendy comes from.
1: What do you mean, Is in a Wendy house?
0: As in it didn't exist before Peter Pan.
1: Cool. Yeah. I love it. I just think it's really, and really cool.
0: Wendy House, as like a playhouse for kids, is from Peter
1: Pan. So, wait, Wendy was the, the. Right, okay. I thought you meant the Wendy House branding name came from Peter Pan. Wendy wasn't a name before Peter Pan. So far as I'm aware. That's crazy. So, Wendy had never. He just made up this name when he was writing Peter Pan. Yeah. Wow.
0: It's from um, a nickname that was given to him by one of the Llewellyn Davis boys. he created a name. He was called by one of the kids, Thef Wendy Wendy. Wow. And so he put the name Wendy in.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So we get the song Wendy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I really like the way they use John's hat as a chimney. They just punch through. And open the top hat. Yep. The pirates sneak on a cake. But the great thing about it is Wendy immediately throws the cake away. And... Uh,
0: I love the list of things that they say that she's going to do for them. So she'll tell them stories. Yeah. And sew them pockets. Yes. Because none of them has any yeah, no pockets. No one have any pockets here. Yeah.
1: Uh, she tells Peter to give them all a lesson at the end. She wants Peter to be the father. But he agrees. But as long as it's just pretend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we go into... I won't grow up, won't grow up, not me, not I. Because mm. unlike Michael, John knows he's English. <laughs> There's a payoff to that joke. That's why that note was so important. <laughs> sure. Unlike Michael, John knows he's English. But mm. I, he's quite, a, he's a little bit, you know how you get that one kid who's a really sweet kid, but if things don't go his way or people don't play his game his way, he he kind of like, Gets aggressive as little kids do, and yeah. they kind of need a timeout. This is where Peter needs a timeout because he starts pushing Michael along. He's like, You're not playing it properly, stop, you know, because he, he's quite mean to Michael here.
0: Yeah. So I have the plot of the original version of this in front of me. Yes. Should I know a fun fact of Always. something that's completely gotten rid of? In the original version, Liza, the maid, is brought to neverland with them by michael michael flies back w- into the nursery throws pixie dust over her and is like come on liza and she goes to neverland with them but she shows up after them right and so at this point when they're doing the wendy house liza shows up after this is
1: she like can be she's a like, with hook
0: no and she's like dancing with the animals and the fairies in neverland this is a crazy dream. But then she's never mentioned again.
1: So she just stays there.
0: I'm assuming she just lives here now.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that's cut. I feel like that would ruin it a what little a weird, bit. What weird
0: random... Yeah, because it's like a big deal that Wendy is here.
1: Yeah, you don't need another... Because the whole point is Wendy is playing mother and it's very much like kids playing it.
0: Mm. But they'd
1: actually have an adult who could be a mother here. Yeah. Weird. Really weird.
0: Well, they're saying that it's Edwardian London, so she could also be a child.
1: Possibly, yeah. But, you know. We do get another one of those odd transitions to Hook and Smee here, because it's Mm -hmm. not the Jolly Roger, and, and it's kind of like the set is cleared, and we now have them with Tiger Lily. And. They're on Maruna's Lagoon. Marooner's Rock, yeah. So, again, I don't think we've had an... I don't know if we'd have a short intermission here as well, because it's not a change of act.
0: No, the screen comes down and they just play some music over the top and then when it
1: comes back up... So it's pretty much just some, maybe they might have like an orchestral version of I Won't Grow Up... It was like
0: if it was done now, it would be we'd have automated. So it would be a very quick blackout set change. Set comes down. And you on. might have,
1: if worst case scenario, some characters talking at the front of something you know like or you would just put tinkerbell doing something while it's happening you know yeah just like tinkerbell being banished or something you just have like a map of Neverland, like that where shows she's something. going yeah yeah that'd be cool we come back to hook's tarantella i don't know what a tarantella is but it's brief
0: tarantella is a folk dance originating in italy Mm-hmm. It is characterised by its fast, upbeat tempo, usually in 6-8 time, accompanied by tambourines. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we get the lightning as we arrive and some fog, and then we get the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's apparently Phantom Week, mm. because Peter and Wendy come into the lagoon like the Phantom.
0: Yeah. Do you know, know where um, people think that Tarantella's come from? Where? Uh, Dionysic cults.
1: Nice. I know. So it's the... the Good the, for her. The back eye. <laughs> yeah. Peter warns Wendy in this version about the mermaids being cruel and that they will drown her. Mm -hmm. Unlike the other one where he's just like quite content to watch, you know, these girls destroy his new mother.
0: Yeah, because everything in Neverland has a dark edge to it.
1: Yes. So. As we're going to learn in your campaign.
0: Yeah. But like um, we have yet to watch a version of Peter Pan that has the Never Beast in it because he only shows up in the book. And the Tinkerbell movie. And the Tinkerbell movie which is absolutely nothing like what The Never Beast is actually like, but is the saddest Tinkerbell movie ever made. Oh, my God. When I watched that, I genuinely cried watching that film. You're crying now just thinking about it. I'm really upset thinking about it. If you haven't seen Tinkerbell and The Never Beast and you have a particular attachment to Peter Pan or to cute animals... Go and watch it. Make yourself cry because it's
1: <laughs> actually tragic. It's fine. We'll wait for you. We'll be back.
0: <laughs> it's really go, sad. Go enjoy
1: the film. Come back teary. Yeah. And we're back. Uh, we do learn the tragic story of the, Mariners, Mariners.
0: the Marooners Rock. <laughs> Mariners Rock. <laughs> It's a different thing. I know
1: the Marooners rock. Um, obviously, you know the the pirates leave people here and they they die because the tides come in and they drown. They tie, their tie hands. them up, yeah. Yeah. And the same is going to happen to Tiger Lily. She's mm-hmm. blindfolded for some reason. They've kidnapped Tiger Lily. They they don't actually explain why they've done it here. Or is it still part of the game that they play? It's for. Or are they trying to lure Peter here?
0: No. What Smee says is. She needs to stop sneaking around the Jolly Roger with a knife in her mouth.
1: Okay. Uh, which is, first
0: of all, hugely racist and stereotypical. Yes. Um, but also, I don't know why she would be. I'm assuming yeah. she's stealing stuff from the pirates and that's why they've, ca- yeah, maybe they've captured like her or she was looking for something. The whole
1: idea of like the game, like at first everyone shared stuff and shared resources, but since Peter did that mm-hmm. to her.
0: Well, because then we also did have the thing beginning with the Lost Boys are trying to steal Tiger Lily's bag of food.
1: Yeah, so this, maybe there's, you know, like how Gaston has caused, like, you know, the the, the rise in the economy of eggs, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they're in supply and demand. Maybe Peter's actions have had that impact on Neverland. Mm-hmm. And now it's what was once quite peaceful isn't because yeah. the pirates are withholding certain things. Mm hmm. But yes, we get the whole sequence again. Peter mimics Hook and the more mistaken identity hijinks. Then you get the bit where Hook is like, if you are Hook, then who am I? A stinking codfish. Yep. And, you know, we get a fun fight scene when Peter reveals himself. (laughs) And there's a bit where someone says to him, is there anything you can't do? And he says, no. And I put, what about grow up? (laughs) you can't do that can you Peter but I I did love this and you know it culminates Hook grabs Peter wounds him and they're about to drown Peter sacrifices himself to save Wendy but Tiger Lily is luckily there to save them both Mm -hmm. and again you wouldn't have had that in the Disney version you know the fact
0: Tiger Lily having any kind of autonomy
1: or that or Peter sacrificing himself for Wendy
0: do you know what he's saved by in the book what the Neverbird. Oh. Yeah. She has a um, nest that floats on nice. the water full of her eggs. And the Neverbird sees that Peter is dying and is like, here, take my nest to sail away in. Yeah. And she leaves her eggs Aww. and flies away. And Peter uses his shirt as a sail to sail back to Neverland. And it's really sad. I'm
1: glad they didn't do that version <laughs> The poor
0: here. Neverbird.
1: Right. And there never were birds again because yep. the Neverbird died.
0: I hope you're excited yeah. for the Neverbird to show up in my campaign.
1: I, I mean, I'm going to use its its nest you to are get not. away. Its
0: nest is huge.
1: Um, safety curtain comes down again, and this time it comes back up, and we're inside the den Mm of Peter and the Lost Boys. We get the Wendy reprise, which is just a fun transition number more than anything else. We
0: have a mother, at last we have a mother.
1: And slightly wants to be the father. But Mm -hmm. Wendy's like, no, not interested in you, Mr. Soiled. Soz. I like how the twins have the synchronised talk. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. And Wendy finishes Cinderella as a story. (laughs) And I love this joke, but like her her endings are very brief and they kind of lack nuance. You know, she's just like, and they all lived happily ever after. Okay, and what about uh, this one? We really like, yeah, it. we La- get
0: Cinderella, Snow White, and Sleeping Beauty, and then and you know, he saved her, they lived happily ever after.
1: Yeah, the prince her.
0: came and took her away, and they lived happily ever after. The prince woke her up, and they lived happily ever after. And then slightly says, Give us the ending to Hamlet, and she's like, Oh. Well, the prince died, and the king died, and his mother died, and Ophelia died, and all
1: the boys are like... <sighs> it's great. It's the best joke. It's so funny. Yeah. I loved that. I love
0: that Wendy's red Hamlet. And then she says, but I suppose everybody else lived happily ever after, Yay. and they're like, oh, okay,
1: cool. It's great. <laughs> it's like and then joke. Pan arrives with Tiger Lily. He's got the same hat on that he would have had, you know, before... Um, You know, the...
0: It's the... I'm sure there's a real name for it, but the the headdress. Yes.
1: And uh, he puts an end to the war between the two tribes. And we get Blood Brothers.
0: Yes. So this name has been changed recently. Yes. So originally, this song was called Uggawug. Yes. And has been updated now to being called True Blood Brothers. Because that's the lyrics.
1: And it's not offensive.
0: Yeah, they fixed it, basically, because originally the reason why it was called Uggawug is because apparently nobody could put in the time or the effort to actually have some uh, of the lyrics in a Native American language. Yeah. But instead they decided to just use the sort of racist noises. Yes.
1: And that's the thing. Whilst it's better than what makes, it still is incredibly exploitative.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: You know, we still have uh, the drum sound effects. Mm -hmm. It it is a fantastic set piece and it's really fun to watch. Uh,
0: Do you think it goes on for too long?
1: It does go on too long, but, you know, you've got some great choreography and the drum sequence is fun, the way they all do the drums. But it just, it goes on too long. It it feels at times like a Family Guy Western song and that's not a compliment, you know, the fact that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be exploitative and slightly you know, offensive. It just, it goes on too long. Yeah. And the tone of it overall isn't great. Uh, They'd say that Peter plays the drum like a true warrior. Sure. You know, sure. I don't really think he does, but okay. And Wendy is annoyed. How is she going to calm the children after that? I do love that that's her response as a mother. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. And she's rude to Tiger Lily.
0: For no reason. For no
1: reason. There's the jealousy aspect, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You could have a little bit more to it. It's just, again, it feels like the whole, you know, women hate women stereotype. Like...
0: Yeah, 100%. You
1: know, and it, it's... It gives something to it. Like, have Tiger Lily be like, the children can do what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, how I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to it, but it does just feel a little like, unnecessary (laughs) i do like the bit where she says children make your father comfortable and they obviously like make peter comfortable and he's happy with this arrangement but as long as it's pretend yes because he sees himself only as wendy's son and Mm -hmm. wendy is disappointed
0: yeah he says that um she looks at him the same way that tiger lily and tinkerbell look at him sometimes As if they want to be something more to him than just his mother, and she's like yes, and he's like yeah, but I don't know what that is though, and she's like right, okay,
1: exactly, which is fair, you know, he's he's a child, he's not necessarily thinking about Mm -hmm. romance, he just knows that women are to be respected, but he doesn't necessarily know why. Yeah, we get distant melody, and it's a good little lullaby, and Peter recognizes the song because it was sung long ago to him. There's a great bit where um, Wendy's dancing with her brothers and Peter requests to join them and she just ignores him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Michael and John become homesick. They all want to go home. So Peter tells Tink to take them home. Suddenly, the mm-hmm. I mean, if he... she's been banished for a week. I was like, is she just not banished? But you're saying it took a week to build the Wendy house.
0: It took a couple of days to build the mm-hmm. Wendy house and then we've had adventures since yeah, then. Yeah, so
1: time has passed. Mm-hmm. So Tink is just back. Wendy wants to take the Lost Boys her family to adopt them. Yeah. And this is where we hear the story about how Peter was replaced.
0: Mhm.
1: The pirates arrive and they've captured Tiger Lily. They trick Peter into Yeah, Peter thinking, says
0: if Tiger Lily has won, she will beat the drum. Yeah. to say that she's won. And they're but obviously they're listening and so they hear that and so Hook beats the drum with his hook. Yeah. Which is actually quite a good visual gag. It is. And then Peter's like, oh, okay, cool. They won. Bye. But before
1: you do, slightly, you're going to become the captain. You're going to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. Michael gives Peter his bear, which is cute.
0: Yeah. And Wendy sets out Peter's medicine for him to take.
1: And says, you know, come for him once a year. And she'll do the spring cleaning. Exactly. And he gives her the kiss back. And I like that as we're seeing him. Downstage, we also see the pirates capturing all of them. Yes,
0: because the, the sets in this are so great. They're all completely climbable. Yes. Which is always awesome. So the pirates are up the top of the hideout, literally just kidnapping all the boys. And it's so cool.
1: Yes. What's not cool is the way Hook delivers the line, the Wendy will be our mother The way he says it is oddly sexy.
0: The Wendy will be our mother. (laughs) And it's very
1: sexy, but then it's gross considering that's Mr. Darling as well. Yeah, but it's not. I know it's not, but it's just, it feels very gross, Mm. you know? (laughs) She says, I would almost rather have no children at all. Poor Smee.
0: Oh yes, Smee says, I'll help you escape if you promise to be my mother. And (laughs) she says that's...
1: (laughs) It's a great line, like poor Smee. Uh, Hook sneaks in and he poisons uh, Peter's medicine. This is so much better than the bomb. And he steals the teddy. He steals the teddy, which is the he. he and he kind of breaks the fourth wall here because that's the most evil thing he does, and he's like laughing at the audience. And he they does boo a him. Bye bye. The with audience the
0: bear. boo him, and he waves goodbye with the bear, and then they're all booing him, and he goes, "Grow up." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so great.
1: Tink <laughs> alerts Peter, and mm-hmm. he doesn't believe all the talk of, of poison, so. Tinkerbell drinks it and that moment is really fun you see the light going and you just water go watch down. the water go mm-hmm. down is very very cool I mean there's no other thing for it there's actually a fairy there it's actually Tinkerbell yeah. we just can't see it because we're not we're not children but the children have seen Tinkerbell mm-hmm. that's got to be the answer here we just can't see it
0: yeah 100%
1: <laughs> the distortion of her noise is really like effective like, wah,
0: wah. and
1: sad. Like you mm. feel her dying.
0: And she goes back into her doll's house where she lives yes. and the light is getting
1: faint, fainter faint, and fainter. Yeah. And again, Peter breaks the fourth wall for the most important bit. I think this is the one, you know, these two bits of breaking the fourth wall, but you have to have this mm-hmm. where he urges the audience to believe in fairies and clap their hands. You have to believe. Yeah. You, and, and that's a really nice moment. And, it works. There's a really nice audience interaction. And Tinkerbell's alive.
0: I will say, I do love... You know the Jason Isaacs movie?
1: Yes, but I, don't, I haven't seen it. They at keep this moment. Yeah.
0: And obviously because it's a film, they have to come up with a way to not break the fourth wall with it. Because nothing else in the film does. Yeah. So the way that they have it is that all the children that are dreaming in London, are saying it in their sleep and it's so nice. That's cool. But yeah, this is awesome. I love Peter Pan. I love the moment of Peter throwing Tinkerbell into the air because she's alive again and then yeah. her
1: flying around and going back into the doll's house. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pan obviously rushes off to save the day at this point and then we get our another, another transition now. It's Act 3. Great place to end Act 2. Mm-hmm. Act 3, aboard the Jolly Roger and Hook brags about reaching his peak he's the greatest villain of all time yeah they do a good job here that hook never comes across pantomime even though he could and i can't wait to see like i know,
0: pantomime like
1: i know that it's only january but i cannot wait to see the pizza pantomime at woking theater this december mm-hmm. like i can't wait i think pizza pan is a story i know you'll probably hate it because like it's not True to what Peter Pan is to you, but I do feel I like think
0: Peter Pan's a really good pantomime. The
1: story does, I think, lend itself to pantomime. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I can't wait to see like the casting. I'm hoping they'll have somebody big as Hook. I think Hook needs to be like the big cast member mm-hmm. of it. Um.
0: They usually Or Smee, you know? Yeah, Smee is usually the, like, person that people know who makes all the jokes to the audience.
1: So Smee is, like, the buttons insert character. Yeah,
0: basically. And then you would have somebody well-known as Hook who's, like, doing their best villain. But there's no dame.
1: in this No, which I hope not. (laughs) Um, I I mean, the spectacle of it as well. But, again, like, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, in terms of the Jolly Roger, you know, all the stuff being brought to life on stage. Like, we had the pterodactyl
0: Mm -hmm. a few years
1: ago. Anyway, we get the hook, uh, the Hook's waltz sequence. Yep. And it's just gassed on. Mm-hmm. I know this came first, but it, it, it's the same parallel of no one. Who's Captain the hook.
0: slimiest slime in the land? Yeah, you know what I mean. Captain Tune Hook.
1: hook. <laughs> yep. And his name's C A P. I
0: hate that bit of
1: that song. And
0: you know I it. believe there's another I t- hate it. I hate it so much. I
1: know. <laughs> Um, I do like the waltz with Smee. The way Hook and Smee waltz together, mm-hmm. it's really fun.
0: And he just drops him.
1: And he, we, we talk about Mrs. Hook, his mother. Now, this begs the question. No, no. Let, let me, let me. This begs the question: Was he named Hook before the Hook? No. Or is he just being like everyone calls him Captain Hook now? So he's just like Mrs. Hook. Either way, it's really unfair that they call him Captain Hook if he only got that nickname because of his hook.
0: Mm.
1: It's the same with Scar from The Lion King. Is that his actual name? It's not, because I know that the extended Lion King universe, he has a name, which translates in Swahili to trash, whereas Mufasa translates to king. So, you know, awful parents there. But the fact that Mufasa actually calls him Scar despite that. Like he deserved to to die. He was a bad king. And all these people are bad people if they called him Captain Hook just because of his hook. So
0: in the novel it says Hook was not his true name. To reveal who he really was would even at this date set the country ablaze. He was Blackbeard's <laughs> so the- bosun, the only man of whom Barbecue was afraid, Barbecue was long on silver. Yeah. Um but he did go to Eton. That is canon. That he she went was to Eton. he's a smart man. And that he is an mm-hmm. upper class gentleman because he has the whole bad form pan, bad form hook thing. Yeah. So
1: the joke is that he's like probably royalty. <laughs> in, in some versions, isn't he called James? Yeah, James Hook. Yeah, hook, James Hook. Yeah. That's his name. Fair enough. Well...
0: There are versions where he has a name.
1: I mean, the thing is with pirates, they obviously have like names adopted by things. so It doesn't feel as bad. I kind of hope that maybe our flag means death season two will bring in some version of this Hook character who was a... What's
0: his name in Once Upon a Time? Hook. No, there was his first, what's his, the character's name? I can't
1: remember. It's been ages and I love Once Upon a Time. That's going to go on our list of TV shows to rewatch when we're struggling and we need something to watch. Mm. I think it's like James again, but I'm not sure.
0: Okay.
1: Yes, Mrs. Hook. Uh, The prisoners (laughs) are all chained so they can't fly away. Mm -hmm. And five are going to walk the plank, but two can be cabin boys. Yep. John is tempted to become uh, the gentleman pirate, but Hook refuses, says, no, you can't be a gentleman pirate. You have to, you know, pillage and plunder and murder.
0: Yeah, you can't sail under the... um... Like, under the rule of King James?
1: Possibly. I think,
0: is this point. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, no. You have to be a pirate. So he says no.
1: Yeah. Are they to die? Oh, they are. And it's the way that Hook mocks Wendy. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Peter arrives. He's got a clock. And uh, Hook panics. Yeah. For some reason, there's a cat. So he, like, Peter goes into the captain's quarters and there's like a cat squealing noise maybe that was the never beast
0: no it's it's tiger lily oh okay it's peter and tiger lily
1: fine fair enough i just got confused by okay it. um but yeah peter crows and hook panics so the pirates all decide to start mutinying against hook mm-hmm they put the Lost Boys in the cabin, yeah. and they pretend that they've been killed. So Hook is like, "Oh no, what's going on? What's going on?"
0: Who will rid me of that doodle doo?
1: And it's like, "I'm Peter Pan, <laughs> the Avenger. Avenger." Yeah. Bow bow Wow.
0: I love that Peter. At this point, we know
1: because he has the song
0: at the beginning. I've got to crow, yeah, and he does the the noise. Oh 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 oh. If you say so.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it better than John did it.
0: Yeah, that's true. So you know, and Michael, and but Hook doesn't know that this is Peter. Yeah. When he's still making his his crow noise.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. How does he not know? This whole thing's kind of convoluted. You know, it's just like just just bring us to the final fight. And when they do fight, it's great. Mm. Um, Peter gets Hook. Uh, Hook has a bomb. Mm -hmm. but the kids throw him off the ship and he blows up does he die
0: he throws it into the sea okay yeah and the crocodile is sort of chasing him so either hook his bone up or he's eaten by the crocodile or he's
1: running away like he was last time as a torpedo going yeah which is still my favorite bit of the disney version we get the I Gotta Crow Reprise.
0: Yes, everybody is singing Peter's praises. So Wendy says Peter is the most wonderful boy in the world and Tiger Lily says he's the sun, the moon, and the stars, because she talks in that stilted, unnecessary way. Mm-hmm. And the Lost Boys are like, Yeah. And Peter goes, Yes, I know. <laughs>
1: yeah my... it's not
0: that i'm conceited it's just that i cannot tell a lie
1: and so we get i've got a crow which is great yeah. everyone joins in the pirates even though they're tied up because you know you get the sense that the pirates never wanted to be bad people and now that hook's gone, well,
0: michael like threatens them as well with the teddy bear
1: yeah michael wants to crow but it's not as good as peter's or as mine
0: and we get the human pyramid yeah with kathy rigby at the top because she's so cool
1: it's very cool yeah. and then we head back to london nana and mrs darling are looking out for the kids because apparently they're not back yet they've just disappeared you know so so mrs darling and mr darling have come home from their dinner and the kids are gone and mr darling is literally in the doghouse because you took nana outside and now our kids are missing
0: yeah he's punishing himself
1: it's just like because it works really conveniently in the disney film that they're literally only there like they're probably there for more than a day But time is different in Neverland, whereas here they've actually been away for that long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mr Darling is like exiled Yeah, no, their
0: children are like fully missing and have been for a while.
1: Yeah, and obviously Mrs Darling is sad and we get the Tender Shepherd reprise, which... The brings. kids fly in yeah. and finish off the line for her. And they have lost boys and, for some reason, Smee.
0: Smee just sort of came with them. I think um, it's really funny. Mr. Darling stressed about the amount of shoes he's going to have to buy now. Yeah, I'm
1: like, don't embrace Mr. Darling because it's Hook. You know, like, it, it's, it's, I, I kind of wanted a line with Smee looking at him and goes, you look familiar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously it's not the same person. but
0: We get a great line in the We Will Grow Up
1: yes finale
0: song, um, which... The darlings say, we have no room to spare, it's true, but oh, what of it, we'll pretend we do. Yeah. Just adopting these kids.
1: Mr. Darling talks about wanting respect, peace and quiet, and they're like, we will. to the mice. And they're all adopted, and then we transition to old Wendy. Yes. And Peter shows up, just as he did earlier in the musical, but he's confused by Jane. He
0: says, is it a new one? Yeah. And she's like, yes. But the lights are so low that he can't see that she's not.
1: Yeah, child
0: Wendy anymore. And
1: she then reveals she's grown up because it's been more than a year. Mm -hmm. And then she runs away because Peter's like... Really upset. Yeah, and and it's quite mean, but again, you can understand why. Yeah, and
0: Jane wakes up and says, boy, why Why are you you crying? crying?
1: Because this happens over and over and over again. Yes, and uh, the cycle repeats itself because Jane wants to fly away with him. Mm -hmm. Is Wendy really happy to let her child fly off knowing what it's like?
0: Well, she says, oh, if only I
1: could go with you. And
0: he says, well, you can't. You see, Wendy, you're too grown grown up. But
1: again, should she not be like, yes, but you're not taking my child. Goodbye, Peter. The fact she's okay just watching her child.
0: No, because she knows that Jane will come back. But
1: the difference is she also knows what quality of her life. She's been waiting for Peter all these years. Now, yes, she's had a family, etc. I think
0: at a certain point she did stop waiting yeah. The whole point is, like, you cannot help but grow up. Yeah. And the, because Peter is the only kid that doesn't.
1: It just feels like bad parenting. No. How many times did they nearly die when she was in, in, in Neverland?
0: None at all.
1: She got shot.
0: Not fatally. So or in any way that wounded her. She nearly
1: died. She no. got shot. She nearly walked the plank.
0: Yeah, but at least none she of these people drowned. are in Neverland
1: anymore. She's still nearly drowned. Whatever. She doesn't know what's in Neverland. She's not been back. Anyway, bad parenting, and then we get Never Neverland reprise, and uh, the final note of this is just oof, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Love it. A lot better than last week's Peter Pan.
0: Yes, and then we get the bows and everything, yeah. and Hook comes out, and
1: everyone boos him, and it's yeah. great. It's a lot of fun. Like it definitely feels like it's a oh, show. And
0: Kathy Rigby flies out over the audience. Yeah. Like for the whole show, she's just been confined to the stage. And with this, she flies out of the audience and throws the pixie dust.
1: It feels like such a shame that this hasn't like toured in the UK since. Right. I would love to see this live. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's not without its faults. And I'll talk about what my review is in a minute. But I would love to see this one with changes made for 2023. Yeah, for sure. I think it's easy to discuss who the MVP is.
0: Kathy rugby. Kathy rugby.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you do forget at times that you're watching an adult playing Peter. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. Mm, best song, Neverland. I'll never grow up. Cool. Cuz I, I Neverland is nice, but I feel like you know, I'll never grow up has just got a really nice beat to it.
0: Neverland is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Like musical theater was ever i also really like wendy
1: yes wendy's good because
0: i like that song fun i love all of hooks his tarantella his tango and his waltz yes. they're hilarious
1: there's there are quite a few like weird skip it songs i wouldn't listen to not because they're bad just because like they work here you know a lot of lullabies but can we agree that the skip songs are the tiger lily ballet and uh blood brothers yeah I mean, is there anything else that you would put on that list? or Tender Shepherd. Yeah, but Tender Shepherd is one of those I'd skip, but it's not a bad song. No. Nice. These, these two are both like, they need to be completely reworked and purged from this.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I did put Role, I want to play Nana or <laughs> Hook slash Mr. Darling.
0: Yeah. You know? I think you'd be really good at that. I,
1: I, I wouldn't mind playing Hook. I feel like I could really sink my teeth into him. Mm-hmm. How did this one age for you and compare? Is it still one that you would say is your definitive and favourite Peter Pan? Or is there anything like watching it now that you're like... Like, obviously, the I representations think... we know are bad and will be in every instance. But does this one still hit the, the note for you?
0: This is the thing, right? So the Peter Pan live version, they cast actual Native American actors in the role of the Neverland natives. They had a completely unknown actress who was Native American, playing Tiger Lily, who was also a phenomenal dancer. And they updated the song to True Blood Brothers and put in lyrics into the song that were in a Native American language instead of having just random nonsense words. I think if I could have that in this version, I would be much happier. But this cast, I think, are phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think my rating, I've given it three and a half stars because the cast are amazing. Like absolutely five star cast. But in terms of what I've watched, it's very difficult. I, I was like, I want to give this four stars. It's very difficult to mm-hmm. because of still some very problematic aspects. Yeah. And I can't really, you know, I was tempted to give it like three stars. I was like, no, because I did enjoy this, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more. And the characterization is great, but you still have problematic aspects to it yeah so three and a half stars from me
0: hmm. nice
1: So, what are we going to watch next week?
0: Next week, we are watching a Netflix version of a musical <laughs> that uh we were gonna watch a while ago, actually, when it came out, and then we were like, no, no, we'll save it for a podcast. I have watched it a couple of times, yes we it's are going to watch
1: 13. And it's Jason Robert Brown. Yep. And again, it's kind of autobiographical. Semi-autobiographical. Which is probably yes. going to make me dislike him even more. I don't dislike him, but you know, like...
0: Actually, with this version of it...
1: You empathise I think
0: you're going to be fine with the stage version, which is obviously better. Yeah. Um, just because it has all the good songs in it. It's... He's a little bit more unlikable. I
1: mean, I don't dislike him. I think he's a very talented composer, writer. Mm-hmm. I just dislike Jamie in the last five years, who mm-hmm. is definitely written to be the hero and written to be his experience. But it'll be—I think it'll be the second show by him we've watched because obviously we've seen last five years, the film and live. Yeah. So yeah, I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to thirteen. Mm-hmm. that's on netflix yep so you can watch along with us yeah let us know your thoughts as always you get involved in the conversation over on twitter and instagram at it's a musical pod let us know your thoughts Mm -hmm. you can subscribe to us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms we are available on apple podcasts on spotify on google podcasts on the amazon music app under the podcast section of the library you can also find us on good pods stitcher and our og hosts podbean and If you like the show, share it with a friend and why not leave us a review and tell the world why you like It's a Musical Podcast. Uh, You can do that on any of the uh, listed providers or on podchaser.com. Until next week, where we will see the same bat, place, same bat channel.
0: Have a magical Musical Monday.